Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is... This is the game where we find out if this is the bull. Of course, I'm with Smart. Smart's was good. What's good, bro? What up with you? I'm chilling. I feel bad because I'm looking forward and I should be looking at you, but I need to look at my computer. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. The computer is where the money's at. That's where the money at. That's where the money at. The money. Here we go. Howard University alum and mayor of Newark, Roz Baraka, has launched a two-year pilot program that will give a Newark resident $6,000 in unconditional cash payments per year. God damn. Those selected must be at least 18 and have an income level that is 200% below the federal poverty limit. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that we're not 18? That is bullshit. <laughs> what was that, man? <laughs> Imagine every player, and I guess he was a rapper, Chad Focus, used a company credit card to buy a billboard in Times Square, followers on social media, and artificially boost his play count on music streaming apps. God damn. Between January 2015 and August 2018, Focus would use the card to fire up his music career and promote his own business. Get this, Smarts. Focus Music Entertainment. FME. Okay. In February 2020, he pleaded guilty to a charge of federal wire fraud conspiracy. His plea caused him to pay more than $4 million in restitution. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that the credit card company didn't just help him market his album? I mean, damn, they might have just got his investment back. $4 million on likes? BS. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> That's crazy. And finally, and finally, maker of Nicki Minaj and the white Barbie itself, Mattel, is launching a pilot program as well entitled, get this smarts, Mattel Playback that is designed to recover and reuse plastic in old toys for future Mattel products. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. What's up? Is it the bullshit that Kim Kardashian owns Mattel? Don't answer that question. Don't answer that question. You already know it's the bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> every time, bro. Every time. <laughs> Everybody on they Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird 40 on the tech. Yeah, I make the nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Nile River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training. The greatest honey badger who has ever lived. The creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nasor Nuru. What up, my passengers? This is your pilot speaking, and we are first in priority. But before we depart, please do us a solid. Give us a like on our business page. Why not? The Late Night Flight. Double tap us and follow us on IG at The Late Night Flight. Chirp at us. That's right. On Twitter at The Late Night Flight. You can even listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Red Circle, wherever podcasts are available. But let me speak my piece. Tasha, I should be talking about the Congress bill HR40, which is the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans Act. But guess what, Tasha? I think I already got my reparation. Oh, yeah. I think I already got my reparation. White podcaster and the first white friend I will ever have if I get my reparations. Joe Rogan breaks the news. So first of all, man, congratulations. You're the first guy to beat the system. You're the first guy to get f***ed over by the system, go public with it, and then get your money. I've never heard it happen before. I don't think it's ever happened before. 
Celebrate good times. Come on. Turn her, turn her, turn her. And bring your good times and your laughter too. Everybody like, what the hell are you so happy about? Because the greatest comedian in the world, the genius himself, Dave Chappelle, has received the rights to his own show, The Chappelle Show. CBS Viacom broke down and said, sure, why not? Have it. And I am ecstatic for this brother. I mean, why not? He has some quotes. I'm going to read some quotes off. He said, it wasn't a court of law. I don't believe I would have got anything in a court of law. But I think in the court of public opinion, it was a good time for me to say my piece. And through the years, it wasn't something I would harp on. It was something I was actually reluctant to talk about. The comedian made headlines last year when he asked Netflix viewers or viewers of Netflix, however you want to use that term. He asked everyone to boycott the Chappelle show because Viacom was licensing it without his permission. And he didn't receive any royalties. Now, realistically, realistically, because they own the rights. I mean, Dave Chappelle can't do anything about that realistically. But the fact that he had his people, his fan base, basically block Netflix and said, we're not even watching this on here. We're not even going to watch it on HBO Max. It shows the power that Dave Chappelle has, not only as an artist, but just as a human being. And I think that these Netflix specials from the artist spin to even that eight. Uh, what was that number, Tasha? 846? Mm-hmm. That was 846, yeah. right? I mean, that wasn't even a comedy special. No. That was just him wilding in Ohio real fast, letting white people know, like, yo, you are wilding. Yeah, definitely. You are wilding. But I'm really, really happy for this brother. I mean, the fact that he has a new podcast coming out called The Midnight Miracle with uh, himself, Talib Kweli, and Most Def, or what some people would say, Yasin Bey. I mean, he don't even need that. Like, why don't you let me host the Midnight Miracle? You can let me and Tasha just host that with Talib Kweli and Most Def. We just was watching, uh, not watching, we was just listening to Miss Fat Booty on title. Was we not? Yes, we were. I mean, we might as well just do that ourselves. Come on, Chappelle, hook us up. But Tasha, let's just go through some quick Chappelle stuff because we love Dave Chappelle. Do we not? I definitely love Dave Chappelle. I said we, damn you. Yes, me. My goodness, what about we? I guess it's a we thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Sasha, tell us some of your favorite skits that Chappelle has brought to us. All I'm going to say is, I want to pee on you, I piss on you. (laughs) Drip, drip, drip. Drip, drip, drip. (laughs) Oh, man, you got something else? What other funny one you like? I can't can't say that one without... (laughs) (laughs) It's on you, it's on you. Said your body, (laughs) your body. It's like a porta potty. <laughs> I could use karate. <laughs> he was wilding. Me personally, one of my favorite skits. Oh man, it had to be the real, the mad real world. Oh or yeah, or the real mad world I when like, it was I in Hoboken, like, like. <laughs> Hoboken, New Jersey. He was in here wilding. They did the little shiv. They shiv my man. This they did straight gel stuff the whole. Dalan, Dalan, Dalan. Oh, to make it in the band? Yes, to make it in the band. Oh, my. Name the top five rappers of all time. Dylan. 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 Because I spit hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> but Tasha, seriously, though, like on, on a business end, because you're a podcaster, I'm a podcaster, we, we are setting up our own platforms and we want to have ownership and we want to monetize it and gain engagements and gain uh, uh, followers, monetization. How do you, like, not only for what what he's doing, but for yourself, what does that mean for you as a Black American podcaster or a Black American period in multimedia? Because you're more than just a podcast. I mean, you write material. I mean, you you do big things out here. I mean, it's definitely a great thing, especially... With the whole Chappelle issue, with how the show started and how he just went MIA and, you know, him not even having the rights to the show. And now, years later. So, I mean, it proves that we are able to do what we want to do. You know, we still have power. And as much as 
I love this whole scenario that he has and the show that he has. The only issue that I have with even media now is that because of so many movements that he can't be as great as you want him to be. Uh Uh-oh, are we talking about the Alphabet Boys? I didn't say that. Are we talking about the Alphabet Boys? I said movements. Are we talking? I said movements. Are we talking about the Alphabet Boys? I said, look. (laughs) (laughs) But again, you can't even mention certain things because you get in trouble. People take offense too. But it's like, you can joke around about everybody, but you can't do certain topics now. You know what? There was an article about LGBT movements disliking the things that Dave Chappelle said in some of these newer specials. Yes. But he also talked about a, I believe it was something that happened after one of his comedy specials where a transgender person came up to him and thanked him and said, yo, I thank you for your jokes. And Chappelle like, what are you, what are you talking about? People hate my jokes right now about transgender people. And the transgender said, well, to, in my opinion, it shows that we exist. But I'm just really happy for the brother. I, I definitely am too. And like I said, I have nothing against anybody. You know, I support all causes and all movements that I can. That We are, all support the movements. You know, yes. But, you know, this is a great thing. And I am so proud and I'm so happy because I missed the Chappelle show. So, when do you think The Chappelle Show is coming back? I hope by the summertime. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both, so choose wisely. And thank you for flying the late night flight. All right, Tasha. So look, I had this little, uh, I had this little little proud boy hook like a year and a half ago. It was off the uh, I'm searching for some real love. It was that beat, right? Okay. So so Smarts actually made the beat, right? Yeah. So oh yeah yeah. So uh, so no no do it do it do it while do it while the hook. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Here we go. Real guns. Uh, I'm searching for some real guns. About to head to Walmart for real guns. I'm searching for some real guns. So I could shoot a proud boy. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. So Gavin McGuines left the Vice Network. In 2007, due to creative differences, he re- he was reportedly paid several million dollars to walk away. Somewhere between 10 to 20 mil, sources say. Remember what I was telling you about this yesterday? I was like, the guy left in 2008 when Barack Obama became president. And then in 2016, he founded the Proud Boys. Yes. So this is the guy. And I said, damn, how you unemployed for eight years? Well, when you get a severance package that's 10 to 20 million, you can do whatever you want for 10 years. You know what I mean? So anyway, he winds up taking a hiatus because he had to walk away from Vice. He finds the Proud Boys. Then this happened, Tasha. Former informant to both federal and local law enforcement and Afro-Cuban Republican. Huh? What? Afro-Cuban Republican Enrique Tario was appointed Proud Boy Chairman on November 29th, 2020. Huh? What? We're talking about a neo-fascist group. That means they are ultra-nationalism. They only respect one tone or one hue in this country. How can an Afro-Cuban lead a bunch of tall-ass white men around the United States of America? Anyway... But then this happened, though, Tasha. A Black Lives Matter banner was stolen from the historic Metropolitan AME Church in downtown Washington, D.C., and it was uh, burnt down during a pro-Trump march on December 12, 2020. January 4th, 2021, that black church said, eh, 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 we ain't doing it. Lawsuit against both Proud Boys International LLC and Tario. All right? Now, Enrique or the LLC responded 
All right. And now the church is seeking this default judgment against both both parties, basically. Now, Enrique is like this. Look, he burned the banner. He admitted it, but he denied that the act was a hate crime. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Now, check this out. The issue is that they're going to try to get their assets. It's a civil lawsuit. They want to get the Proud Boys or Enrique's assets. All right. Now, this is what Enrique said. He said the Proud Boys is not a legal entity. So I don't know what money they're going after. If they try to go after mine, oh, get this, Tasha, you're going to like this. I'd be happy to drag my balls across their face in court. I said, oh, this dude's something else. So, so check this out. I want to read off some LLCs because they got a lot of them. They got a lot of them. They got a lot of them. A lot of LLCs. I mean, damn, it was hard just to get the one that I had. These motherfuckers got 12 of them. So let me read off some. Proud Boys International LLC. Bangarang Elite Supplements LLC. I think they sell like protein powder and maybe some jacked up steroids. I don't know. Daiquiri Brothers LLC. This one is special. This is established in Honolulu. So now you're telling me you got some Polynesian brothers and sisters that don't like black people either? <laughs> wow. 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 Anyway, Fat Enzo LLC Ammo 1776 LLC. That's supposed to be for sporting goods. Uh, Enrique actually owns a store called 1776, where you can get basically all pro right wing, pro Trump merch. So if you ever want to, you know, get a little MAGA in your life, you can go there to that website. Got it. Fund the West LLC. That came out in October 2020. Uh, he also have Proud Boys LLC, of course, War Boys LLC, which is the name of one of their podcasts that is on a monetized uh, platform called D Live, or maybe called D's Nuts, in in black people terms. Okay, then he's also check this out. He's a vice president of Good Threads LLC, G U D Threads LLC. The secretary of this particular LLC is a prominent member of the pro Trump group. Get this. Latinos for Trump named May, uh, Mayra, M-A-Y-R-A, Mayra Gutierrez. Now, I'm not trying to come at no Hispanics or anything like that. I'm just saying, you do know you're black, right? You do know you're black. Don't act like this. You do know you're black. Tasha? <laughs> yes. Do you think that this black church, this historic black church in downtown Washington, D.C., in Washington, D.C., my apologies, America, will, hmm, you know, get these assets and get this money from the Proud Boys? I mean, because for me, it don't, it don't seem like it will. There's too many LLCs running around going on right now, but what you think? As much as you say that and as much as you had me go down this rabbit hole with you, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, mess with a black church if you want to. Um, I honestly think that they should continue to pursue the lawsuit um, only because even with the information that you share and the stuff that I looked at, if you think about it, um, certain hate groups, people have sued and got money because what what was it? Um, the Ku Klux Klan, someone got $2.5 million for a team getting beaten by the Ku Klux Klan. But they're not a group, right? Right, people... Are you a member? I mean, oh, the, it's, Ku, it's, oh, the Ku Klux Klan is a group. I mean, we but, all know that's but a group. <laughs> people aren't going to admit that they're in the Ku Klux Klan. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. No, you're right. We talked about David Duke last week. You know what I'm saying? He's still here in this country. Like, I don't understand why he's not like in Ireland somewhere. But a jury awarded a young teen $2.5 million. Mm. Then you have the Daily Stormer founder was a troll storm victim, uh, $14 million, the judge says. And what was an, another one where I saw that the Proud Boys raised money when they went to storm on the Capitol. Yeah, they got <laughs> it. <laughs> they did it through one of these LLCs. Yeah, 80,000. 80, so if you can raise 80,000, you got the money, you know, to pay. I know which LLC that was. Give me a second. <laughs> See? Yo, that was, hold up. Matter of fact, it was, no, that wasn't War Boys. I think it was Fund the West LLC. That was so, the one that they made in October 2020 that got them, yeah, it got them some money to raise money to January 6th storming the Capitol joint. 
Yeah. And they wound up arresting, uh, uh, the FBI arrested Enrique on January the 4th because he was- And that was the money to help him get, how you know you're going to get arrested? How you know? Because he, because when uh, they had a court order in December about this whole church thing, they basically, because they arrested him because he had firearms, he had some magazines in one of his cars, so they arrested him. So he got bailed out. You know who probably bailed him out. We ain't going to get into that. Roger Stone. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, basically what happened was they told him he wasn't supposed to show up in Washington, D.C. He wound up showing up anyway. But I mean, when you a local informant and a federal informant, sure, you do what you want. Ain't that what Jack Nicholson used to do in The Departed? That's true. Like I said, if they raise money for him, they got the money for the the black church. And, you know, like I said, I strongly suggest that they appeal, pursue, because they won the case. Right. That was the thing. They won it. They just have to figure out who to get the money from. You know, it was anonymous people that they have on there, but I feel like they should continue to pursue to get that. They owe them money. They better give them their money because they won the case. You're about to get some more unemployment money, right? Yes. We should buy a church. <laughs> and we should put a Black Lives Matter banner in front of the church. Hello, passengers. As always, it's our pleasure to entertain you. Please direct your attention to the screen in front of you for a little in-flight entertainment. We know you'll enjoy. On the next episode of That's My Backup. <laughs> Just a couple of hours ago, late this afternoon, the New York Times ran a story saying that Florida Congressman Matt Gates is under federal investigation for playing some role in sex trafficking and potentially having a relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there and I brought a friend of mine, you'll remember her, and she was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay-for-play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. And so uh, I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me, uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime. Uh, and I'm just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate investigation into me would then permute, would then convert into this extortion attempt. All right, Smart, so you're telling me, you're telling me that a former tax collector for Seminole County, Florida, who's charged for sex trafficking of a minor, plus a Florida Republican politician who's not cooperating with federal prosecutors about this at all, he's denying it, plus a 17-year-old girl who's like, nah, because according to that said tax collector's case has shared both the tax man and the red man sexually. All that equals up to Mitch McConnell having a spade up his hand if Trump's trying to pull another ace up his sleeve. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, with Venmo receipts to match. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So on this episode of That's My MAGA, American Republican and proud owner of R. Kelly's 12th play, Matt Gates who, according to CNN, has federal investigators pressing down to negotiate with two key witnesses in this gay sex traffic probe. Now, one is his intern ex-girlfriend. Huh? What? And the other is star witness and former tax collector Joel Greenberg, who allegedly, allegedly has a lot of minor skeletons in his closet, if you know what I'm saying. CNN has more. John, well, look, this is bad news, no question about it, for Matt Gates. Here's why. So much of what federal prosecutors do, so many federal criminal cases are built on cooperating witnesses. I've called dozens of cooperating witnesses in my career. But Joel Greenberg, if he's going to be your star witness as a prosecutor, you better back him up because he is charged with, and presumably if he cooperates, will plead guilty to some very serious, grotesque crimes, including sex trafficking of a minor. So he's going to need backup. And if you can get this other witness, this ex-girlfriend, to corroborate, to support what Joel Greenberg may say, then your case is much, much stronger. So it's a key moment for prosecutors. Uh, Alright, Smarts, help us out here. How is Trump going to run the Republican Party? How's he going to run the Republican Party if his cronies is out here Epsteining? What's going on out here on these streets? <laughs> he been running the public Republican Party. These dudes been around. 
Right. For years. Right. Everybody that's associated with him always end up under some type of investigation for something. Always. Always. So that whole MAGA movement is a strong movement. He always surround himself by cronies. I guess guys that he feel could, uh, he, he has leverage over, so to speak. This whole case got started by Mr. Greenberg writing a letter, mm. giving it to um, uh, Roger Stone for Bitcoin, right? Or was right. Pay me in Bitcoin. Right. Um, Roger Stone said, pay me in Bitcoin. I could get you the pardon letter to Trump. <laughs> Right. So the whole crime came out in a confession letter from Greenberg trying to get a pardon because the feds was on him. And your boy, Matt Gates, allegedly is a part of the whole thing. And the girls got the the they, they, they got the the receipts and everything to show for it. So all these guys that's been turning their head and not knowing what's going on with QAnon and denying it and spreading all these Epstein rumors on Democrats, all that Pizzagate, well, it looks like somebody was getting pizza delivered to them, you know what I'm saying? And was trying to get Trump to, <laughs> to pardon them for it and end up getting pulled under the investigation. So y'all keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears open. We got some more That's My MAGA coming to y'all. It's deep, y'all. I mean, this dude been running this country um, by these type of guys. So that, there you have it. I mean, it's, it's more the same. What the f***? This that pile of f- right here. Are well, you ready? I am ready. All right. Welcome to Disaster Dating 101. I'm Natasha Renee. I'm Nasua Nuru. Come join this disastrous journey where we talk about our dating horror stories. Real issues. And how we can work through these issues in today's society. And today's episode is, it's not you, but it's me. Yo, when people say that, it's always them, though. No, it's not. It's it's not always them. I mean, for me, yes, I've had bad relationships, but I've picked bad relationships. If I ever told somebody, it's not you, it's me, it's definitely them. Or you may be trying to cop out of the relationship because you don't want to be with the person. Can you explain that to our listeners? Have you done something like that before? What, copped out our relationship? Yes. I mean, yeah, that's another topic, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my bad. My bad. I mean, I didn't got my way out of a couple of relationships. Lied my way all the way out. Really? But this this topic was from season one. Okay. And I basically discussed when my ex and I, we lived together for two and a half years. You guys will hear me say my ex and I. So if I say my ex and I, that was my last relationship, like last serious relationship. Got it. Because that's all I got right now to talk about. Okay. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Anyways. Don't let my mute button mess I'm, you up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so in that relationship, yes. I accepted accountability. I accepted that I was wrong. I accepted that I should have never gotten into that relationship. And as much as I saw the red flags, I still stayed in it because I felt like he had a good resume. And what I meant by that was government job, single parent, own car, transportation. You know, he was overall a good person on paper. Damn, this sounds like rent. Like he got all the basic amenities down packed, huh? But he was horrible. It was like the slumlord. <laughs> you know, the nice spot that you see, oh my gosh, this is so nice. And then once you in it, be like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. So can 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 you at least tell the audience one of the horrible things like that was him? Like what without can, without 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 dissing him, but I mean, and, and that's the thing. Let me say, he is a good person, but we were horrible together. Right, right, exactly. That's, that's all. Exactly. So I'm trying to think because he used to text me in the house when we would like not talk to each other and we would be right near each other and he would like text me. Text me. Wow. So. You're the last person that texts me isn't on the show anymore. Continue. (laughs) Oh gosh. Bad relationships. Anyways, one thing that he did that was like, this was during the time that we were like at our ends, but it was like the funniest thing ever. It's a baked potato. It deals with a baked potato. Right. And I said it, a baked potato. So 
the way our house was set up, we had the whole island in the middle with the sink. And then behind the island or in front, however you want to put it, behind the island was the stove and the refrigerator. So even though we were in our outs, I still would cook for him. And I had made the kids some baked potatoes or whatever the giant was. And I was like, hey, do you want one? And he was like, no, I don't want one. He used to lay on the couch. When we broke up, he was on the couch. So he was like, no, I don't want one. So I was like, I'm going to make you one anyway. Because I don't want to make it seem like I'm being mean. I'm a nice person. Even, even when you're mad at me, I'll still be nice. So anyways, I make the baked potatoes. Everybody puts everything up in the kitchen. And I'm upstairs in my room. And he's down on the couch and I get this text. Where's my baked potato? I said, it should be some on the stove or in the refrigerator. I don't see the baked potatoes. I'm like, the kids just put the food up. It's there. So he was like, I don't see him. So I told the kids, I was like, go downstairs and see. Cause y'all, I was like, did y'all throw the baked potato? They was like, no, mom, we didn't throw it away. So they go look for the baked, baked potatoes. They were like, mom, it's not. Here, but we didn't do anything to it. So the next day I get a call. No, sorry. A text in the morning with a picture of a baked potato that's under the dishwasher. And he's like, I found the baked potato. It was under the dish. How does a baked potato hop from the stove, roll on the floor all the way down to the dishwasher? Are you telling me that he put that Potato in the dishwasher on purpose? Under it, yes. Because it was nowhere to be found the whole night. All right. So here goes my question. My question to... Because that, that doesn't even <laughs> But that's sense. not even on the topic. But oh, it's not asked. the topic? I mean, it is, but you I asked just, that question. I just wanted to know, what was what was he thinking? Like, what in your mind, what do you think... Why do you think he did that? Because he would do stuff... On purpose, and I noticed this after we broke up, like my laptop, the internal battery was gone and he took the battery out and trapped. Yes. But he's a good person, you guys. He's a really good person. What's up with him though? I, I don't know. I think he knew that it was over because even with the whole situation when it was over, he kept saying somebody was threatening him on on social media. And I was like, let's go to the police station if somebody is threatening you. He worked for the like, government. What's the problem? Exactly. Can he just call the feds? Exactly. I'm like, sir, I don't know. I said, I'm not dating anybody. So I don't know. He was like, they said they know you and they're going to beat me up. It was, li- it was lies. It was all lies. Because at the end, he admitted that he lied about it. So if he, why didn't he just break up with you? Like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore with you. I broke up with him. Oh, that's what happened. But that's when he started doing all of this. This was around the time where basically I... He knew it was over, right. but I didn't say it was over yet. Like I said, at that time, we were sleeping in separate rooms. Mm, I stopped taking him to the slug line. If y'all from D.C., y'all know what that is. What is the slug line? The slug line is basically where commuters um, get in random cars and in order to use the easy pass for the HOV lane. So they take extra people in their car because it's free to use the HOV Easy Pass if you have it. Now, hold on. Because the way you made it sound, you made it seem as it's if... It's people in a line. And yeah. you, you So these, are, these are strangers. Show, yes. And there's slug line etiquette. Like, you're not supposed to play music. You're not... Yeah, it's a whole thing. Google, you will find it. Can't you just get an Uber? If you're going to D.C., that's too much money. But that saves money as far as using the bus or a public... Like, even when they drop you off, they drop you off at the train station. So if you're from... Okay, so let me let me just ask this question. I just want to make sure that I'm on the same page with you. So let's say you're from Baltimore, Maryland, or Alexandria, Virginia. So you're I don't someone know about, that's doing that. I don't know Baltimore. Okay. I know on the Virginia side. Like, we were in Woodbridge. Okay. So it's the outskirts of D.C. So it's everybody that needs to commute to D.C. Right, 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 right. And they stand in line. They stand in line. Even when you go to D.C., they have the pickups there. Right, of course. At certain places. I think it's at the Pentagon. Or, I don't know. See, people will <laughs> be like, nah, she's wrong. It's, it's not the Pentagon. I'm sorry. It's something city. I forget the name of it. Where they have, like, different lanes where if you're going to Stafford, Woodbridge, they have different lanes. Or Fre- I think even as far as Fredericksburg, you can get on the slug line. 
So how did you let him know that it was him, not you? No, it was me. Oh, I'm sorry. It was you, not him. I didn't let him know, but I knew, again, these are red flags. So my red flag was before we moved in together, um, we were looking for different places and I had found a nice place. And, oh, Crystal City. I'm sorry. It was in my head. I had to say, I'm sorry. Crystal City is where the pickup was, not the Pentagon. I'm sorry for all you DC people. Anyways, um, we were getting our apartment together. I had the applications. Really not, not a, it was a townhouse. Had the applications. The lady was like, it was a brand new built. And somebody was rent, like they bought the house only to rent it out. Okay. And so I'm like, hey, this is literally a brand new build. You have to fill out this application. He, we get into an argument. I'm at his sister's house. And I was like, you know what? I'm just done with this. Like, I'm trying to get us to get this place. And you're dragging your feet. So I get out. I leave at 3 o'clock in the morning. Nowhere to go because I'm not even near my house. And he sends me a text. I knew you was messing with somebody else. What? what? That was my time. To drive and never come back. But I paused and I kept calling him like, okay, you need to explain. And I shouldn't have did it, but I did. There were several signs in our relationship where I knew that I shouldn't have did it. Yes, right. Take the rubber bands off my head while I read you these cup cards. I can't hold the mic. Oh, wait, I got you. I'm going to hold your mic. <laughs> okay, there you go. Can you, wait, can you hear yourself? You got the headphones on? I can hear me. You can hear can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So she's over here taking my helping me with my hair. And I'm gonna oh my ask gosh. her some cup cars, y'all. Really- yeah, why not? We got the best mics running around right now. We good. All right, Tasha. Explain the difference between making love and having sex. Oh my gosh. Making love is the hands, you got to touch, caress. Having sex is just like turnover. Do this. A little tap. Tap tap you to turn. I mean, making love is more intimate. Uh, what's the hardest thing about dating you? Um, I get quiet. Like, really quiet into myself. Do women really go on dates for free food? I know this answer. I have. I'm alive. You want, you want to talk about that story? I know that's which one. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. She said which one? My God. I remember I went on my birthday one time when um, I had just stopped talking to somebody and like we had broke up and I was like, you know what? Let me find this dude that I met on one of these dating apps. And I was like, you know, it's my birthday, and he took me out. Oh, that's nice. Nah, he. he I don't think he wanted to. <laughs> All right, so hold on to the mic. There we go. Do you maintain a relationship with your ex-kid even if things don't work out? No. And I tell people, do not do it. It's the worst thing that you can do. I mean, depending on how long you two were dating. So if it's like a 10-year or more relationship, yes. My ex had a daughter and she cried and begged me not to break up with her dad. Yeah. Like, when she seen I was out, she knew it was like, she saw me on, she will follow me on Instagram. So when she seen me out and with people, she was like, please don't, please don't break up with my dad. Please, please stay. Now, my situation, I shouldn't say situation, but my experience didn't have anything to do with a child. But one of my ex-girlfriends in high school, once we broke up, she was cool as hell with my sister. I hated that. That's different. That's, I mean, I feel like that's worse because especially if it's a family member because you see them around a lot because that's like my... So I, told, I, told, I told my father like a little kid. I was like, yo, dad, yo, get this woman out of my house, yo. Hold on. So my kid's dad. Yeah. That's where I stay when mm-hmm. I'm in Jersey. It's okay. with his family. Mm-hmm. So it used to be plenty of times where I would come over the house and just walk in and girlfriends was there. I mean, I'm a family member. They would look like, who is she and why is she here? Like, I would go to the refrigerator, everything, be like, what's up? Talk to him and keep it moving. And then at first she would think that I was like, you know, a friend until the kids acknowledged me as mom. 
The captain has informed me that it's time to get them woofers to Bangin. New music. I repeat, new music. On the fastest rising podcast and podcast entertainment. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Operation N, Operation O. Yes, one thing and one thing only. The, the money. Dropping the top, no mama steady giving time, cause you know I rock. No nigga head to the top, this chicken thought he want my spot, you ain't taking my spot. Can't touch a nigga too hot, you better duffel, you get shot, you ain't taking my spot. Can't touch a nigga too hot, you better duffel, you get shot. Wait, big bag, big flex. I got now, went next. Got pressure on deck. Great driving, good sex. Only here for the neck. I sit back and relax. Once I come, I'm done. Then I'm back on the run. Sorry, back to a check. Yup, back to my ex. Still with them old hoes, I'm only with the best. Only rocking with the best. DJ Khaled, we the best. When we pull up, grab a vest. Always two to your chest. I'm gonna buy make a goodie up. Then we gon' fling off a shitty up. Said I never been a bitch, I'm always in the shit. You know how I give it up. Get your face bash, we your face mask. Nigga, they gon' keep it up. Till I pull up, I pull up, I leave up and drive it. You know how I give it up. I pull up in your block. Don't nigga drop in the top. No mama steady giving tax. You know how I rock. Don't nigga head to the top. You ain't taking my spot. You ain't taking my spot. Get your tennis too high. You better duck when you get shot. You ain't taking my spot. Get your tennis too high. You better duck when you get shot. Hey yo, what the f this that pile of right here? So what's up, this big knots? I got an EP, my first EP ever, coming to y'all real soon, about a week or two. But it's definitely ready for y'all. I know it's been a week. Uh follow me on IG, Big Knots, B-I-G-K-N-0-T-S underscore. The uh B to stay tuned with the EP. But it's definitely coming to y'all soon. Okay. You call me Knots for short, how about that? Nas. You call me Nas for sure. Right, yeah, yeah, everybody call me, call me Nas, they call me Nas or Nas, either one. Okay. You know what I mean? But we back. This is the late night flight. You know what I'm saying? You alive with me. That's so new rule. I got big Nas with me. Nas was good. What's up? What's up, Nas? How you feeling? I'm doing well. That's what's up. So look, I went through your IG. I got a couple questions for you through what I heard. All right? Okay. So I'm going to let you hear something. It's you. Okay. You let me know what was going on in this event. All right? All right. All right, here we go. Check this out. Sorry, not sorry. I ain't gonna break your heart. Bitch, on. Next, you put your heart. And they can't go vote for me. Man, that's talk. I was like, okay, okay. So what was going on there? Talk to me about that. Okay, so basically, um, it's, it's basically me speaking upon something that happened, like an event that happened. Mm -hmm. So my birthday was March 4th. And then I went to celebrate it at Levels Lounge uh, downtown across from the Prudential Center. I'm not sure if you know where that's at. Oh, no, I was just there on Mother's Day. Yeah, so I was there. And um, it's a crazy story, but I mean... Yeah, why not? Let's talk about it. Of course we got facts, time. Facts, 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 facts. It's your time. It's, it's crazy. So um, I was in a spot. My man's he he the chef there, chef up north. Shout out to him. He he the head chef there at Levels. So his birthday on the 5th. So, and I mean, I was pulling up for him, but, you know, also celebrating my birthday. That was the day before, the day right. prior. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So I'm there with my girl. And um, he, he know... He know these 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 twins and one of them I used to deal with. Right. So they was there. And she was there with her new girl. And my it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> my cousin, you know what I mean? And he date the other twin. Feel me? So we all in there, but you know, we living our separate lives now. Like right. after we not we not dealing with each other. She dealing with who she dealing with now, and I'm dealing with who I'm dealing with now. Right. So we in there, we vibing. So uh I asked the DJ, could he play my song? Yeah. You know? So we there, we vibing the whole night. So uh, my brother, we in there, he like, yo, these girls, they up to no good. Talking about my ex or oh, the girl I was dealing with. Her new shorty, they were just, you know what I mean? It's like they wanted some type of static. Like they wanted problems. But me being me, uh, you know what I mean? I vibrate love. So I'm not really worried. I'm not putting my attention to that, you know? Right, right. So I'm like, bruh. I'm not one of them. Like, I'm not worried about what they doing. They want attention. Like, I'm vibing. I'm here vibing. to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, he's like, all right. So, we vibing. DJ like, Big Nas in the building. We got you. We got you. We got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Playing yeah, with me. I'm like, yo, yeah. when you going to spin that? <laughs> so, he, he, he warming it up for me. He warming it up for me. You know, we vibing. So, it's like 10 minutes before they about to close. Yeah. He warming it up. He finally spin it. Bags, you know what I mean? Bags. Mm. He finally spinning. Now it's like ten of us in there. 
We going crazy. We jumping up and down. We getting the footage. I'm telling my girl, get the footage when they play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got something to post on the Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Gotta it's work that, that gram. Yep. Exactly. Gotta work that gram. I got so, you. So I'm like, babe, make sure you record. When, as soon as they spin it, just we going crazy. So we in there. My part about to come on. Big bag, big flex. We jumping up and down. We going crazy. In the midst of all of us getting crazy, my bro like, Naja, your girl. Now it's like, it go from like a rave to like a Riot type of vibe. Oh, Shorty done hit my girl. I'm, I'm not really know. I don't really know what the f going on, but all I know is I'm going to defense mode. You know what I'm saying? So I throw my little punches or whatever. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but he, he didn't expect oh. story. Yeah, I'm right. like, go. Oh, this is crazy. Come on, keep yeah. this going. I yeah, like this. Right. Okay. So, okay. I just throw my punch. She look at me like, why you hit me? But. And she tussled with my girl, so right, at right. the end of the day, I, it's nothing to be more to say, nothing more to say. Exactly. So the security guard threw me out. More of the story is that popped off. You know what I mean? We finally got it squared away at the end of the night. Well, we ain't really get it squared away. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It ended how it ended. But you know what I mean? I'm trying to keep my representation as big not. So I ain't going to go too much in debt. But that's really what happened. Okay. The next day, my sister spoke to uh, one of the twins. Uh, but we never really ended off on bad terms. You get what yeah. I'm saying? It was just like no bad blood or nothing. So the next day, my sister spoke to her like, like, what was that? Like, what's going on? Like, we confused. Yeah. So she like, one of the twins, not the one I deal with, but the other twin, she like, Nas give me bad vibes. What? Not me. All oh. I do is vibrate love. I, I get it. I don't, I don't talk to your sister no more, but... uh. When did I ever give you bad vibes? But you know how that go. Speaking of love, I got something for you. Check this out. Check this out. And I might just catch a kiss. Yeah. Cause I got it out the mud. If you wanna throw some hate, I just push it out with love. He a rap, he a dub. But he claim me he a dub. Lay him down just like a rug. Pull up in that. Mm. Then I'm spinning the blocks. I'm spinning the blocks. I'm getting the guap. I'm getting the guap. My Pull up in that cool. <laughs> yeah. What was that about? Hey, yo. That was a fun song. That too. was crazy. I like that. Mm -mm -mm. That was, yeah, yeah, that was fire. Uh -huh. Talk to me about that. What's so that about? So basically, that's at no parties. Okay. I'm just trying to do anything. Being that I'm still trying to build a name for myself, yeah. I might even, July will hit a year that I'm rapping. So being that I'm trying to build a name for myself and, you know, just get into that algorithm, I was like, why do I don't, why, um, like, you know, uh, I should do all the trending songs. Okay. Maybe like a quick 16 song. Right. For it. right. Just something to promote my EP and just to stay relevant and be consistent on this platform sense. that we got. Yeah, you know, of course. Gotta, that makes all sense. We got to use it to the full potential and the true potential of it. Right. But, um, so that was just me. That was really a freestyle. I was in the studio one day with my little cousin, uh, and my other man, he just came home. Yeah, okay. But he told me he got like 30 months of music. You know what I mean? Because he did 30 months. And That's I'm like, what's up, yeah. Wow, like, okay, you want some King Von? I'm like, <laughs> <in> the <hearing. laughs> 30 months of music. You ain't rap before you did the bid. Now you do music. Hey, let's That's go. That's an interesting story. You yeah, know what I mean? I ain't right. going to hold nobody back. Right, right, exactly. So I finally got over my little cousin. I picked them up, yeah. let them come to the session. Uh, I worked on whatever I worked on for my EP or whatever. And then we had some free time. I'm like, what beat should we do? Cousin, like, we should do that new parties. So I'm like, all right, bet. So they laid their verses down. And then uh, by the time they laid their verses down, I'm in the corner. Because normally I'm in there with my notepad. You know what I mean? But they just coming off the top. So yeah. I'm over there playing my on my voice audio, on my uh, my voice memo, freestyling in the corner. Yeah. But by the time it was for me to get on the mic, the session was over. So I went home. I listened to that voice recording. And I just wrote down what I freestyled. Went back the next session, recorded that. Posted the video and just let Instagram, you know what I mean? Just gave them that. Last question I got for you. Tell us about bags. Tell us about the video, all that. I know you're promoting that heavy right now. I'm going to make sure we play this song on the podcast. So just tell us about bags. Why, why should we get into it? Why should we download it, link it, all that? One, uh, bags is just a fun song. So if you're looking to have a good time yeah. and just have some fun, get you in the mood, maybe if you're feeling down, bags is a song to play. Bags, it's an interesting story. Uh, let's go, let's so talk about it. So this is one of the first songs 
we recorded. Yeah. So it's me, Erica, the artist, and um, Tylee. They've been rapping maybe about a year or two before me, but okay. I know Erica, the artist, because we played at Essex County together, basketball. Ah, So ah. It, w- it was like... What was your position? Point guard. Ah, let's you go. Know, let's go floor general. Nah, okay, okay. Exactly. Let's talk general. about it. I like that. So go ahead. Keep talking about that story. Yeah, so... We met as we was teammates, so you know, automatically you play on the team with somebody, you're gonna build that close bond with them. Yeah. But it was interesting how a few years later, how we rekindled that relationship and the dynamic of it changed. And like we got close because of the music. You know what I mean? She gave me that push. You know what I mean? This is who I was getting my feet wet with. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Who okay. like, you know, stay true to yourself and you know what I mean? I'm trying to like break the ice. She's always around I'm with her. She like, yo, we in the studio. You got a hundred, hundred. We get five hours. I don't give a fuck if you don't got nothing to record. We in there, we being creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, feel like I'm Steven. Nah, you got... <laughs> I get caught, you know what I mean? Nah, you Gucci. But yeah, but back to the bags, though. Right. Uh, So, we, we in the car one day. Vibing, cause we couldn't get into the studio, but this like our studio. You know when you just in that mode, but you can't get no session. We like, yo, fuck, we in the car, throwing some instrumentals. Let's find a beat. Right, yeah, yeah. So she found a beat. Like, Pull up on your block, uh, like the top. You know what I mean? So we always had that chorus. We went to, we finally got a uh, session. We had some times, one of them times where we had five hours, so we got nothing but time. So she put that on, and we just on the spot with it. I'm coming up. Find my 16, and then she called Tylee. Yo, Tylee, come to the studio, hop oh. on this, because originally it was gonna be us. She was like, nah, let's tell Tylee to come and hop on this, let's see what she got. She came, that was the song, we put it together, and then we uh end up performing it. We end up performing at a train station. <laughs> Not at a train station, but it's like a coffee shop by King. So it's under the train station, but it's a small coffee shop right there. So where is this at? This is in Oak? It's in um Union, right Union. by King. King is in Union, right? Oh, King University. Yes, yeah, King University. Okay, okay. I didn't know. I saw, yeah, King. I'm like King's Restaurant on Lons Ave. Like where? King. <laughs> okay, I right, King University. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so we end up performing it, and just the feedback we got, like you know, people was vibing with it. We like, yo, we got to shoot a video. Okay. So now we just going up for momentum. We like, we got to shoot a video. We meet some videographers. There. Yeah. Thorough, ENT. Shout out to them. Okay. We reach out to them to see if they can shoot the video. They brought it to life and great job to them for bringing our uh, vision to life. That's what's up. And uh, we just been rocking and just promoting that shit ever since it dropped. Like, for sure. Like, that was a fun song. And we we know that it was going to be what it is mm. when we recorded it. So that's the special thing about it. We were just having fun in the studio. And mind you, at the time, this like one of the maybe the third, fourth song I recorded. So I'm still trying to get my feet wet, trying to real, figure out who I am as an artist. And I'm just like, I was blown away because I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> look what I did. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the Fastest Rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at The Late Night Flight. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here.